The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Claire Kimball. And I'm Kate Watson. It's Tuesday the 6th of November. In your Squiz today, it's Melbourne Cup Day, so we arm you with some key conversation starters. A fatal shark attack in the Sundays. Our foreign minister will meet with her counterpart in China on Thursday. And a surprise piece of news at the end of the podcast from Claire. This is your Squiz today. Claire, starting the Melbourne Cup, of course, no doubt many listeners will either have a bet on or be involved in an office sweep of some sort. So to kick off the talking points, last year's winner was rekindling. The prize money is $7.3 million total with $4 million going to the winner. And I was also interested to read the Cup was first run in 1861. It's very old. What do we need to know about today's race, though? Well, the favourite is definitely Yucatan, and that's a horse owned by, or part owned by Lloyd Williams, who's a billionaire. He's looking for his third win on the trot. Um, but yeah, a couple of things about Yucatan's had a pretty bad barrier draw, uh, number 23. Horse hasn't won from mm. number 23 barrier for a while. Uh, it's also a very long race, the Melbourne Cup. It's 3,200 metres, and there's a bit of a question mark about whether Yucatan has that staying power but certainly uh, it's favourite going into it today. Uh, Magic Circle is the other one to mention. That's a horse that um, has come to uh, prominence with its crazy British owner um, threatening to strip off to his G-string and accept the trophy if he wins. Um, <laughs> he's also got some good long-distance form, so um, Magic Circle's one to watch. And apparently on, on the numbers of just looking in a dis- putting form aside, dispassionately about the numbers, um, Ross Tropovich is, is one to look out for. So it depends if you're kind of a go by your gut or like a bit of practical number crunching to decide who you put your bet on. Um, I'm quite impressed with your um, commentary skills on this, Claire. Um, the granddaughter of a racehorse trainer. It's got to count for something, I guess. <laughs> it's come in handy. <laughs> <laughs> um, on a much, uh, much sadder note, a man has been killed by a shark in the Whit Sundays, the same spot that those two attacks occurred a month or so ago. Yeah, I was quite interested to see that um, the council up there had said that it was an area that really wasn't for swimming um, because of the risks. And you'd remember that it was September that Hannah Paps, the schoolgirl, and Justine Barwick, a, a woman from Tasmania, were quite severely um, injured in shark attacks. But yes, sadly, a man has died after he was medevaced out of the area to Mackay Hospital. Yeah, it happened quite late yesterday evening, so we don't have that many details yet, but I'm sure that'll be something that you hear a bit a bit about today. Um, as part of a broader push to recognise Aussie veterans, Virgin Airlines committed to giving them sort of a, as you've said in the email, a US-style acknowledgement on planes and priority boarding. They didn't receive all that much support for this, though. It seemed to be a step too far, um, certainly for defence personnel and their representatives. And uh, Virgin were fairly quick to say that they wanted to take it into a consultation period. Yeah, it's part of an interesting um, time at the moment. There's News Corp uh, and the government looking to push for more acknowledgement for veterans. Uh, mm. There's also recently been, of course, the Invictus Games, which saw veterans front and centre. Uh, the government last Last week announced $500 million worth of funding for the War Memorial to better recognise younger veterans at the War Memorial in Canberra. Um, 
part of the interesting thing to come out of, of all of that were uh, was a bit of a pushback from um, the RSL and others to say, well, actually some more funding for services for veterans would be probably better than just, you know, recognising them. But also there's a push on for discount cards for veterans and there's already been some pretty good corporate support for that. So there's a lot going on in that space at the moment. But, yeah, on this yeah. one, Virgin has just parked it for a bit. Chinese President Xi Jinping yesterday spoke at the Shanghai Trade Fair. What did he have to say? Whenever he talks, we listen at the moment. Yeah, exactly right. What he had to say is that he really is committed to an open economy and to lowering tariffs on uh, imports. So that's good news for countries like Australia that really do want to do more business with China. Uh, he also said that China could sustain a fairly prolonged attack on trade between it and the uh, United States. So uh, he also said that a, a winner-takes-all strategy isn't really the way to go. So, yeah, certainly no back down on, on the trade war with the US. And our foreign minister is actually going to China on Thursday, the, the first to do so in almost three years. Another one bites the dust at Cricket Australia. Mark Taylor, the former Aussie captain, yesterday stepped down from the board. Just said he'd had enough. He just wasn't just interested enough. in taking up the top job, um, that being a broadcaster uh, and on the board uh, and a former player um, and the tumultuous time that they'd had recently was just way too much and he was ready to go. And finally, tell us about Kitty O'Neill. She's died at age 72, but what a woman. How cool is Kitty? She Very cool. She was involved in a lot of high-speed records, daredevil antics. She was a stunt woman on films like Smokey and the Bandit and the Blues Brothers. She filmed stunts for Wonder Woman. Um, but the backstory mm-hmm. is that she was made um, deaf uh, at five months old when she simultaneously had mumps, measles and smallpox. Um, she then almost um, made the US Olympic diving team for the Tokyo Olympics, but she was unable to go when she contracted spinal meningitis. And then she had cancer, um, but she went on to live wow. a very crazy full life of doing nuts things, you know, tra- reaching speeds of 600 kilometres an hour in a rocket car, like just, in- just absolutely incredible. It was one of those interesting stories to come across yesterday. And depending on your approach, she's either very unlucky or very lucky. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's a very good way of looking at it. Yeah. What's the subject line? The subject line today is Living on the Edge, the old Aerosmith song. Uh, That, of course, is a reference to Kitty, but also to Ross Edgeley, who's the ultramarathon swimmer um, who uh, has just completed a lap of Great Britain swimming around for 157 days. So, yeah daredevils both of them absolutely that i just ah that's so impressive amazing hey kate you've missed the most important story today what is it spice girls are coming back what i know there's a spice girls reunion what do you mean like for real this time for reals (laughs) (laughs) would i play a joke on you like this they, no. they keep tempting us and then I they know. don't do it. I know. No, wow. there's a little announcement out overnight. The Spice Girls are back without Victoria, although she might join them. Oh. And uh, tickets are going on sale on the weekend. Can't see any international dates, but certainly they're kicking off in the UK. Wow. That is, that's a very interesting piece of news to finish on today. 
I knew that would make your day. There we go. Um, I think we're done. I don't think we need to say anything else. Have a a great (laughs) Tuesday. Have a great Melbourne Cup day for all your Melbournians who have got a day off. Enjoy it. And we will chat to you in the morning. The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Sign up at thesqueeze.com.au. A message now from our podcast partner, BHP. The steel made from iron ore plays an important role in providing the production of our energy infrastructure, from wind turbines to power poles. So cutting carbon emissions in iron ore production is key. It's why BHP has committed to a solar and battery agreement to help power its port facilities at Port Headland. It's happening now at BHP.